Session's over. Welcome to This Week in Missouri Politics. Too much news to have a featured guest. We have opinion maker panel at Goodwin. Jack Carter, the Prince of Phelps County. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thanks for having me. Rasheen Aldrich, the representative from South City Sandwich. You get to come home finally, right? I know. Glad to be home. <laughs> Greg Kelly, the sharpest tongue on Twitter. Thank you for the time. Thanks for having me. And the Dean of the Missouri Republican Party, David Barclays. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, it took him to the last day. Did. Got congressional maps done. Did the Republicans achieve their one objective, and that was to make Ann Wagner's district safe for Ann and after her? And I have to say, in the end, you saw some really good compromise on Rob Vescovo willing to back off Jefferson County. Uh, you saw Dean Plocker really so show some leadership by uh, pulling back on priorities to get the maps done. Uh, and you saw Caleb and Senate leadership uh, shots able to get the votes together to, to get it done. When you uh, say Republicans, I mean, this map was drawn to placate Republicans running for Congress, right? Well, unfortunately, it was. I, I was my first redistricting was in 1982 as the sole Republican staffer on redistricting. I've been involved in five. I've never seen uh, the legislature be more engaged in getting a map that fit their personal needs in five decades. Never seen anything like it. And life. they personally owned it. So, yes, I want this for my, my district, my county, myself. Before it was always sort of a, oh no, this is just better for the party. This is like, no, I want mine. That's correct. Jack Cardetti is the only other 8th District guy here. They have a lot of St. Louis's now shoved into the 8th District. It's a shame. Jason Smith can win and will win re-election that district. But when Jason Smith's no longer the candidate, that district will be held by somebody in the St. Louis media market. We just have to line up against St. Louis guy, right? Uh, well, it's Jefferson County is a growing, uh, it's obviously a growing base there, especially for Republicans. That will become a Jefferson for County seat. Uh, Regine Aldridge, it was at your congressional district. The first map they produced back in December has changed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and again, it was uh, State Senator Steve Roberts who's running against a friend of yours, uh, Congresswoman Cory Bush. He basically said, no, I want some changes. And he got a lot of his Democrat calls to come along. He brought on emergency clause votes in the House and the Senate. Um, and he changed it. I mean, what, what does it look like now? Well, the great thing about CD1 is still protected under the Civil Rights Act, so mm -hmm. uh, that's good. And we was actually able to bring in, I think, about one or two per, two percent more minority. Uh, however, though, like you say, uh, you know, the, the senators this year were very engaged, and especially if they was running for Congress, of making sure it's a map that could be feasible for them. So when you look at that, like <coughs> southern end of the CD1, Webster Groves, which oh, it's was, a jagged line. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's dancing through the like loop or something. Well, this I think this interesting thing about the about the current Missouri Republic, Missouri Democratic Party is you had Steve Roberts. Mm -hmm. He did not want your traditional kind of protesting, angry, white liberal. Yeah. He wanted African-Americans, he wanted Jewish people. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he made the trade. I mean, I think you believe that, you know, by cutting out those kind of white, angry, protested liberals, mm -hmm. that it's gonna cut off Corey, uh, Rep or Congresswoman Cory Bush base, but uh, even that little sliver of Webster Grove being cut out, I think she's been able to grow uh, hugely, especially in the black community with North County. I know she has like Red A Day support in Shalanda Webb in St. Louis County, so I, uh, I'm sure she's still going to pull off a I big like win. I like Shalonda Webb. She's funny. Oh, Shalonda Webb's great. <laughs> Greg Keller, tell me the rest of the state. I mean, you did see Ann Wagner's district become more Republican. Yep. Added all those Republican Germans in Franklin County. Yep. It did look, that's the best The best actual view of that I saw as far as a contiguous district that made sense. It was probably the one they came up with for hers. But you saw Senator Onder went to the very end. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, <clears throat> this may be a lonely voice, but he didn't make him PQ it. Nope. He stood down at the end. Yep. That's not what I think anybody in St. Charles County wanted. But I mean, again, I go back to how can you dump on Honda or anybody else for wanting their county to be represented? St. Charles County now has, I believe, 
close to half a million people who live in the in, in the county itself out of a, a metro area here in St. Louis that has about three million people. I think it's difficult to say that a county of that size that pumps out the kind of majorities for a Republican Party that is now in super majorities in the state. I think it's difficult to make the case that that county should somehow not be put together, you know, as a whole. Same thing goes for Jefferson County. One of the most fascinating things about this entire process was that there were a lot of oxes that were going to get gored, mm -hmm. you know, whether it was Jefferson County, St. Charles County. I know you've talked a lot about Webster County, Webster and, County. And, and how that all that went out. It was just it was fascinating to watch from 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 afar to see whose ox was going to get gored because someone was going to get it. <clears throat> David Barr gets injured, though. I mean, you talk about people that produce votes for Republicans. Rural Missouri produces the votes for Republicans. And now you're going to have you had a congresswoman who was a farm gal from Cass, Cass County. You're probably going to have a suburban Kansas City person. Now you do Cleaver, Bush, urban people, and Wagner, suburban person. Now the way they're trying to draw it, you'd have a St. Louis and represent Cape, which you Cape would be people mm -hmm. be fine with that, but Donovan wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And you want to draw one for St. Charles. I mean, you're going to be down to what one or two people in rural Missouri. I mean, at some point, if we're talking about who produces votes for the Republican Party, what about the rule guys? Well, I mean, look, it, there's a couple of dynamics. When Bill Emerson got elected in 1980, he had all of Jefferson County in, and that was the largest county at that time in the 8th Congressional District. But he wanted out of Cape Girardeau. Now, he had originally come from Jeff County. But Jeff County and those suburban areas, where people forget, they are rich in votes. But because they're suburban in nature, they're very hard to get, you know, large margins in versus we've seen in race after race. If you're from Cape Charlotte County or, you know, West Butler County, whatever, you end up getting 80 percent of the vote. And those margin votes in rural areas stick together. So I think the rural interest will be OK. It'd be a challenge, but I still think that that at least the next decade, it won't change much. Why do people vote Republican? If when they do maps, they stick it to the rural Republicans. <laughs> you know, what's so interesting How about this session, right, is usually you have all of these big protracted fights over districting when you either gain a seat or you lose a seat. <laughs> you know, and that's really when the animosity comes. We gained two open and seats, right? That's Here's, the difference. You had the exact same number of seats, but the Republican supermajority yeah. couldn't put that together. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And I thought Democrats, like Representative here, took advantage of it on other issues, right? Why Democrats, yeah. why Republicans were squawking amongst themselves on redistricting, they really made some, some progress on other non-redistricting issues this session. The Republican's going to look at the map to run for U.S. Senate. He's going to say, I'm going to run my margins up. Well, you will get a lot of votes out of St. Charles County. Not nearly as many as you're going to have rural Missouri. At some point, no. rural Missouri say, why do we vote for you? You're going to stick it to us. Southeast Missouri, that's where Josh Hawley actually really made his biggest margins. Did he do well in other parts of the state? Yes. But if you look at Southeast Missouri compared to other regions of the state, this is a populist, this is a conservative, this is a rural Missouri Republican Party. Seems like everybody knows it except the rural Missouri Republicans. That's right. Let's talk about session wrap up. What, what, what were you proud of walking out of that building? Oh, man. One of the biggest things I was proud of outside of the budget. The budget was really good. It's a Democratic budget. But uh, the House passed and the Senate passed uh, uh, House Bill 1552, which is a charter school equity funding, which I think is historic and great for uh, urban areas. You've been a leader on that issue. You've you brought the Republicans around and follow you. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I got beat up over it. But at the end of sure. the day, you know, that, that's the process. And now we have, honestly, one of the most historic pieces of legislation where we're going to be investing in urban areas of kids that go to charter schools. It's got to be a little bit of pride to see that you've been able to bring your Republican colleagues behind you on this issue? No, it does. It, and, and the reality is a lot of them don't have charters. But having those deep conversations of how do we make sure that you know, certain kids get better quality, not even better quality education, a quality education that are in underserved communities help the state as a whole, lower crime and everything. Greg, you something you've tweeted about the elections bill. Mm -hmm. The Republicans made, a, made their best faith effort 
to try to restore election integrity to folks that, and you know, it, people roll their eyes and scoff. There's a chunk of Missourians that do question it. Maybe they don't question Missouri's election laws, but overall they do question elections. Yeah, and I think you look at the polling and you look at what Republicans say about the, the integrity of our elections. I don't think they necessarily, your average uh, Missouri Republican voter doesn't necessarily believe that, that Donald Trump actually won the election. But they do have a lot of questions about, you know, mail-in voting, uh, ballot harvesting, things like that. So when people say that they don't trust the election results, on the Republican side, I think that's more a function of those specific kind of things that we're seeing in other states like Pennsylvania, like Arizona, some of these other states. It's not that they think that Trump was necessarily cheated, although some of them certainly do. They just have questions about some of these tactics that have come to the fore in recent election years. Jack Reddy, uh, you work for the uh, current cannabis, the medical marijuana folks. Uh, there was a big push to sell pot everywhere. And it was interesting to see the, uh, there was a real coalition of folks that, of Republicans mostly, that said, you know, hold on. You know, this is regulated. We want to keep it tight. We're not looking for a pot shop on every corner in Bunker, Missouri. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Through that ended up being a House bill that didn't get out of a House committee until the last couple weeks of session. I think it, so I it think was it, never going to happen. It was pass. totally popular with the liberal press corps. Oh, they yeah, all absolutely. loved it. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. where I think the enthusiasm died. Yeah. Moses Batch was the number one advocate. I think he should have probably he only had a vote, yeah. as a lobbyist <laughs> on that issue or whatever. But it is interesting. It just goes to show that when it comes to big issues like that, you know, more often than not, Missourians want common sense, right? We have. Yeah. Almost 400 uh, marijuana licenses in the state right now. Um, I don't think there's a lot of Missourians ask, asking for The truth for is, if you have a condition, and, it, and this is law, and even if you have a condition, if you want a medical marijuana license in this state, it is not super hard to get. In the next two weeks, we will surpass 190,000 Missourians having a medical card. That's yeah. somebody that, those, those are 190,000 people that actually had to proactively go see a physician, get a card. That's I, really I something. I didn't know that many people were sick. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the, the one story we do miss, even with all the controversy, is what wasn't done. And for example, IP reform. While well-intentioned, Republicans mm -hmm. are taking the wrong tack. They're trying to limit something that the people have had a right in the state since statehood. And to that regard, everything from the Hancock Amendment, ethics reform, ending the Pendergast machine, all those were initiatives. So I think that, that when in balance, when you look at the legislature, you need to look not just what they did, but also what they blocked. I tend to agree with you on that. I mean, the, they had a productive session. There may not have been that volume of bills, but significant things got done. It was messy, but productive. Yeah. Uh, but would it be the worst thing in the world? I was up in Bethany this week. I was up in Trenton, Missouri this week to make folks get go get signatures. And well, so I've been told. <laughs> to make folks go get a signature up there in Trenton. Make, yeah. so, make someone go uh, to the courthouse square in Oregon County and see if they can convince them folks to sign. What's wrong with that? There isn't. In fact, it's it's sort of our way. Republicans should be advised that when you look at the shift in population, that this state is very likely to be a purple state. And at any point, if the Democrats in the future, if they look anything like the Democrats today, it will be a very progressive legislature. Business and the people that are supporting, limiting, and getting rid of IPs now will rule the day uh, that they did that. I have to say, so, watching you on this show, I was totally for any IP reform, good, change it. You've convinced me, but I think you could make it a little harder and keep it fair. Yeah. There, there's a way to tweak that where it's still fair, right? Oh, I agree. You want, it, you want a good, clean process. I think there's a lot of fair debate about having a constitutional majority that is larger than 50% so that statutory and constitution are different. What that is and how that would work is, is up Why for should Southeast and Northern Missouri have to be under laws? They had nothing to do with Megan. I mean, at the end of the day. Jack O'Day, let's talk about the next thing. Uh, we wrap up a sports book, something that didn't get done. What's going to happen next year? Yeah, I mean, we saw we saw the state of Kansas 
past sports gaming this year. We've seen almost all of our uh, surrounding states. This is an issue that really Missouri needs to take care of, right? That sports gambling's happening right now. We're just not getting any of the benefit of that. So I do think they, they might come back with a concerted effort next year. Ultimately, though, this is one that if you present it to the voters, right, they're going to support this, right? That This is another one where the lawmakers are mm -hmm. lagging indicators of where the public is on this issue. Rasheen Aldridge, the president, a man with a business in your district, Bill DeWitt, came out and said, get off, get off your tails and do this, right? Yeah. We should listen to the president, right? I mean, it's, we should listen to the Cardinals, anything to Cardinals. Exactly, right? I agree with you. Uh, it should happen. Hopefully, we get it done next year. All right. Dave Barther, one other thing that happened that we didn't talk about. Ag bill got done. Eminent domain bill got done. A guy you've been telling me about for four or five years now, Jason Bean, probably had the best session of anybody in the building. Yeah, Jason is an up-and-comer. You know, his sort of folksy way, he's a negotiator. He's not a fighter, but he's a negotiator. And long term, you know in politics, the guys that rise to the top are the guys that actually get things done. And he's a get her done kind of guy. Well, what a resume he built this session alone. Yeah. Greg, at the end of the day, sports book, that's going to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a free market conservative and, you know, capital C conservative. To Jack's point, I don't really see why we should be allowing, not allowing, but watching all this money go into neighboring states. Um, I have friends, you have friends who, shoot, my buddies who go ahead and do a couple wagers on the weekend, they just drive over to, to East St. Louis and, and do it from there. I don't know what the free market case is that we should be excluding it in this state only while all of our neighboring states are starting to do it. Well, what's even more scary than that would be, let's say the Cubs can sign a reliever that we can't afford to sign because the legislature screwed up. Can't now that's that. when people start rioting, I think. That would be a riot and the people would be right in doing so. <laughs> I'll leave that protest too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right with you. We'll, and we'll be right back. A little more opinion maker, but we'll talk about politics after. Let's get into some of these races after we come back here on this week in Missouri Politics. But as a former sheriff, it alarms me to see some of the attitudes towards those who have taken an oath to defend our communities and keep us safe. We must learn from the failed policies in other cities and states to never allow anti-law enforcement measures to take hold in this state. We must work to strengthen our communities by supporting our men and women in law enforcement. In Missouri, we defend law enforcement, not defund them. For more than a century, the St. Louis Carpenters Union has shaped our communities. Through trusted alliances, we deliver skilled professional craftspeople, while our business partners provide the kind of quality jobs that keep our economy humming. It's a blueprint that has worked since 1882. Turning Missouri into a right-to-work state stalls progress, wipes out jobs, and kills momentum. Right-to-work is wrong for everyone. Let's keep Missouri moving forward. Visit carpdc.org to learn more. Your energy needs are changing. That's why at Ameren, Missouri, we're not waiting on the future. We're building it with the Smart Energy Plan, advancing thousands of projects across the state, helping reduce emissions through cleaner energy sources, boost reliability with self-healing equipment, and better withstand storms with new composite poles. Moving Missouri forward and bringing us all a little closer together. That's energy at work. Ameren, Missouri. Welcome back to this week in Missouri Politics. Too busy of a time to just talk about, to have a featured guest. We have a full opinion maker panel sticking around. David Barglitz, thank you for sticking around. Thanks, sir. Greg Keller, the sharpest hair. Thank you, sir. You're running Lakin. Lakin's letting his go a little bit. I mean, he needs to get on the snide. I think I got the edge on I that. I didn't have any yeah. product this morning. I borrowed some of his. As you can <laughs> see, my hair has got real style today. Rasheed Aldridge, St. Louis. He took what was left over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the representative from, the, from Bush Stadium. Thank you for sticking around. And Jack Carday from Phelps County. Let's talk about the Senate race. Uh, you've got to kind of be enjoying watching the carnage, right? 
You've got you've got Vicky Hartzler, you've got Eric Schmidt, you've got Eric Grinds, Billy Long, kind of Dave Schatz, Warren McClossey, he's a little bit a little bit further yeah. back. Where do you see that race at right now? Well, I think the next 75 days here are really going to determine whether the Missouri Republican Party still is the family of uh, the, the party of family values, right? Sure. If Eric Greitens, is your after guy. credibly being uh, you know having to alleged to have not just assaulted his mistress but his wife and kids, if that he still gets the vote of you know uh, the moral majority in the Republican Party. Party in this state. No, the Ike Turner I party. think there is a reckoning to come on that. Now, I think if the election were held today, I think he would win. Now, because he's sitting on so many negatives, once those get pointed so out. So Lincoln there, they should put away their Bible and bust out their Ike Turner album. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it will really be telling here. David Barkley, uh, where's the race at? Uh, I think it's it's anybody's called this point, except I got to say the polling, internal polling that I'm seeing is showing Greitens uh, negatives rising. This cycle is unique. We are actually seeing that because of, of all the media bias and everything out there, that people are actually starting to focus on the negative, I mean, on the positives, because they think they can believe. If I am a farmer and I have this and that, well, then they believe that I understand rural Missouri. So to that regard, it is changing dynamics. But the problem is, is where people are getting in trouble if you're a repeat offender. And I think, as Jack said, he pointed out, correctly, Greitens' really weak point. He's got a scandal before and after when he was governor. There are rumors of a scandal while he was governor that may break. And so all those kinds of things as a repeat of behavior is what probably brings him down. This is a race, and it always has been a race between Eric Schmidt and Vicki uh, Vicky Hartzler, and either one will go on and be an incredible U.S. Senator. Greg Kelly, you're doing some work with some folks helping Schmidt? Uh, yeah, Where's we're that? in a, a PAC that's affiliated, outside PAC that's affiliated with, with Eric Schmidt. Where's the race at right now? Uh, well, I, I think the big headline here is that Republicans can still lose statewide office here in Missouri. In 2012, sure. Claire McCaskill ran against Todd Aiken. That was a year that in which Mitt Romney was carrying the state of Missouri by I 10 points. I don't think points. Todd Aiken beat his wife or his mistress, did he? No. I mean, he said one really, really stupid thing in one interview. Todd Aiken ran 26 points behind the Republican mm -hmm. Party ticket that year. And if Missouri Republicans think that they can put up a guy who is a serial woman abuser, who we have every reason to believe beat his four-year-old son, if they think that they can win that, this state is, is, this is a red state, it ain't that red. And good, what should it be? Good Lord. Yeah. Tell me about the Democrat race. I mean, you got Lucas Kuntz, but now they're working hard. Mm -hmm. Trudy Bush, Gussie Bush's daughter, yeah. running. I mean, uh, the video was great. Haven't seen a lot since then, but I mean, she seems like the type of person you do think if, if that's the choice, maybe a woman has a better chance to win. Yeah. She was in the, recently in the May Day Parade. It was uh, good to see her out, uh, kind of connecting with the community. But like I said, we got Lucas Kuntz, we got uh, Ms. Bush Valentine. We also got Spencer, uh, kind of far. He's like the yeah. grassroots candidate. I like that guy, though. I I like him. He, he, he yeah. talks good values, but like I said, he's kind of like grassroots candidates. But what, what I'm happy about as the Republicans continue to fight it out, hopefully Grinds prevail to the top. <laughs> I love to see, you know, Lucas and, you know, the two military guys uh, seeing who can who do who can do it better. But, blow the most stuff up, Yeah, right? yeah, it's going to be all the ads of who's shooting guns and blowing stuff up. But I'm really uh, intrigued with Lucas. I think uh, Miss Valentine can come, especially with... Roe versus Wade potentially overturning can be able to tap into a lot of people, but Lucas has been out in the streets. He's he's reaching people. He's getting early endorsements. He's that, going. I'm still trying to figure out is Lucas Ryan is Republican or Democrat. I think he actually solicited Scott Dickhouse to run his campaign at some point. I'm still trying to figure that well, one Scott out. Scott Dickhouse qualified guy. He <laughs> won German running that stuff. Jack, already tell me right. I mean, Trudy Bush. If you just ask me what profile matches up the best, it feels like she would match up very well. Being a woman, uh, if 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 it's Greitens, that my thing would be. Can get anybody win? I saw four dollar and 
30 cent gas today driving in here. I mean, at some point, even a Democrat's got to say, you, you get it together, Biden. Yeah, I, I do. I think you'll see a lot of the things that they did the first year and a half uh, that he was in office, much like Obama did when he first came into office, past stimulus, past infrastructure, all of that stuff takes time to actually help the economy. I think by the time you get to November, you're going to start to see some of the fruits of that. Greg Hiller, I mean, just, just, based on, just based on dumb luck, something has to go right for Joe Biden, right? That's right. And Democrats really have done a pretty decent job of recruiting candidates in this race. Trudy Bush-Valentine, yeah. to, to, to your guys' point, you know, if you see her up against someone like Eric Greitens in the general election, who are those Kirkwood soccer moms going to vote for? Trudy Bush-Valentine seems, if she, can, if she can really portray herself as some sort of centrist, and she's running against a guy like Eric Greitens, you can see how she could pull nice margins, St. Yeah. Louis County, Jackson County, Collar Counties. Mm -hmm. uh, she could be the real deal. And Lucas Kuntz is pretty impressive, too. Guys on MSNBC pretty much every day has a tremendous resume. So Democrats have actually done pretty well for themselves. And as I understand it, uh, former Senator Danforth does have a candidate. There's still time to get on as independent. My assumption is that, Demo that candidate might appeal to folks that maybe go to church on Sunday and don't want to vote for somebody that beats their wife on Tuesday. <laughs> might fall in that vortex. Yeah, I think that the Trudy Bush-Valentine thing really does kind of edge out Senator uh, uh, Danforth and, and, and his folks. I think that if Senator Danforth could kind of wave his magic wand, I think Trudy Bush-Valentine is about as good a candidate as he's going to be able to find. Unless, mm -hmm. unless John Bruner would be that independent candidate. Ah. He would take it. All right, did you pull a start of knowledge out here? Is that a prediction? I, I, it's a better prediction than the economy being better in November, and I wrote that down so we can come back to it. <laughs> Dreamers can dream, right? I mean, that is the hope. That's, uh, just, by, just by sheer chance, something can, can go right for Biden. It, you would never just buy just, just on luck. Something's got to go right. Let's talk about congressional races, David Barclay. Central Missouri, the 4th District. Uh, now it's a, more of a Kansas City suburban district, but it stretches out in a little bit of Central Missouri. What's status of it? Well, don't forget Springfield. Springfield is not that high a cost of market. It's a still yeah. a major significant. But because of what you just said, I agree. I think Mark Alford has the upper hand a little bit because yeah. he's got the best ID and the most expensive media market. And the most money. Yeah, and to that regard, I think that, that uh, Axiom has picked a very strong candidate there. I think that, that Rick Bratton is maybe a weak number two, Kayla Bruce maybe three, but there is a dark horse. Dark horse is Jim Campbell, who's a longtime NHL star, businessman, very successful. Uh, he's a strong Trump candidate. He's a real dark horse. He can raise millions. He was waiting to really pounce his campaign to see where the maps ended up lying. I think he's getting ready to engage, and he may be the surprise. Jeffrey, you lived in that district. Do you still live there? Is it, did it cut you out, I guess? Uh, no, yeah, I'm south of Broadway. Literally, if you go in downtown okay. Columbia, well, north of there is one district, south of the other. But I, I think, to, to David's point, the center of gravity in the 4th Congressional has moved out of uh, mid-Missouri. Right? Yeah. It's now squarely over in the Kansas City It's what the Republican market, Party right? wants. So no rule your people Cass allowed. County or your Jackson County, a candidate over there, that district wants to elect someone from the western side of that. that it state. is another time of the Missouri Republicans. No rules need apply. If you're from rural Missouri, get out of here. But tell me this, Taylor Burks. Yeah. I think this may have hurt his campaign. He's running one of the better campaigns of the cycle. Well, look, it's a double-edged sword, right? It, it certainly hurts his campaign. It takes yeah. out of Boone, which is his base, out of there. But it also costs Sarah Walsh to drop out of the race, yeah. right? So it's not only he did sure. hurt some, but he also got a little benefit out of it as well. What's going to happen here in St. Louis? Uh, this is going to be a big race. Steve Roberts, a family that's known very well in this in this St. Louis area. Cori Bush came on, beat a legendary incumbent. Mm -hmm. uh, she's got a support, but she's got money, right? Yeah. 
I mean, where's what's? I know you're a friend of hers. Break this down as a political scientist, just just watching from the outside. It's definitely going to be a, a very interesting race. It's not going to. Uh, Steve is going to work hard. You know, yeah. he, he's a he's a phenomenal senator. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think Corey is she's just dynamic. She she still touches people in ways that almost go. It makes me feel like Obama. You start crying back in those like 2008 days, and she's been able to build a coalition of individuals, even individuals that supported Lacey Clare now on uh, her slate just because she's been the congresswoman over the last couple of years. Real talent. You're a St. Louis guy. I mean, viewing that, I, I view a lot of St. Louis people that I think are pulling for Steve Roberts. Are they really going to get out and write not a $1,000, but a $10,000 check to support Steve Roberts? I'll tell you who people, who Republicans in St. Louis are, are rooting for, and that's that's Representative Bush. I, I say this with all due <laughs> respect to to, to uh to, to, to the representative, Cori Bush is a legit communist. She's one of the best things that Missouri Republicans have well, that's going. That's true. And I would love to see her have a long and storied career in Congress, and I think most Missouri Republicans would agree. I, I disagree. I, mean, I gotta say, I think she is one of the smartest. I mean, she is way underestimated. She was able to launch a national brand, overtake the squad, and I just think she's talented. And, and I, I gotta tell you, I get a call from her and Jamella occasionally, and I actually enjoyed it. She is delightful personally. She is fierce, but, but she but, knows how to brand. But to yeah. his point, I mean, the, the thing <laughs> that might excite Rasheen might also might also tick off an old boy in Southern Missouri, right? I mean, so there is maybe both of them are right at the same yeah. time here. I mean, that's, let's talk about the seventh David Barclay. I know you're uh, working for former Senator Wasson. Yeah. What's the state of that race? The Wasson, we just got polls out. You'll see the data next week. Probably you may be breaking it, but uh, Wasson is in the lead. Uh, Moon is second, and Burleson's third. And I think that that is very, uh, that's going to be probably the, the pattern. It's going to be a Moon Wasson race primarily because of redistricting. Eric Burleson got caught trying to manipulate the district, cut the, the uh, Webster County Courthouse in half, incensed those people, yeah. and then in rushing away to get out of Webster County, he put all of Moon's district in Taney County, solidifying Moon the race. So this is a race where the candidate has, one candidate has lost the race. Uh, before it's ever It looked to me like when you put Taney in, you made sure that Mike Moon probably pulls enough votes to elect Jay Watson. Yes. I mean, the redistricting matter, but not where people thought, mattered down south, right? And Moon is a tough competitor, and yes. he's got as good as better credentials than Burleson. Mike Moon gets votes. He does. Mm -hmm. like Who wins that race? I, I, I think you probably have to go with Watson. Um, he, he is, as David said, already ahead in the polls. Um, he is going to raise a tremendous amount of money, in fact, already has, comes out of Joplin in the western part of the district with a whole big head of steam, given some of the relationships that he has there. I think he's got to be the favorite. But Mike Moon is the kind of candidate. There are 15 to 20 percent of, yep. of Republican primary voters who are going to crawl only, over broken glass to vote for The Mike only thing Moon. I'd be more scared of than living in Joplin and not voting for Ron Richards' guy is running out of time. Jack Reddy, who won the week? So I think the, the, you had the Missouri Legislative Democrats won the week this week. You look at what was coming into session, and coming in session, it was IP reform, it was defund Medicaid expansion, it was CRT, it was trans athletes, all those, none of those got done. And yet when it came to the budget, the Senate Republicans and, and, and the Democrats put a governing coalition together. So people like Representative here, they did really well this Representative session. Representative, who won the week? Uh, to follow up and say the Democratic caucus, it has been a, a session where, like you say, we stopped so much bad stuff, but this budget, when you you go and you dive into it, it's so much good stuff and a lot of Democrats was able to advocate to make sure we have full transportation, Amtrak and so much other stuff, fully funded Medicaid. It was a good session for us. One week. I'm going to go with uh, Dave Helling from the Kansas City Star. Uh, really rapier-like wit, particularly on Twitter, making all the right enemies. He's a must follow. I think Jack was better because of his critique today. I really do. <laughs>
<laughs> Who won the week? Jeff Rowe. Uh, Jeff Rowe, like gravity, is a force of nature. Yep. He's fierce, smart, competitive. Uh, while a fierce contributor, when I was struggling, he had his team and he stood down. That's a class act. But he has a likely win in Pennsylvania. Ooh, very, yeah. very seldom do you beat Trump and the entire uh, entire uh, uh, field. I think he will be the most sought-after presidential consultant in 24. I'm going to say, look at the polls. We're holding us talk about immigration, but they do nothing in Missouri except Justin Brown. Washington Interim Committee about Illegal Immigration is going to do some very good work, I think. And I would say he won the week exclusively, except one of our panelists, Lane Koch, had a baby. Congratulations to the whole Koch family. And we will see you next week here on This Week in Missouri Politics. Support for this program has been provided by the Missouri Automobile Dealers Association, Ameren, Spire, and Sterling Bank.